Scene two, take one B mark. Oh, Chris. Make Chris wear the crown. <gasps> That's a good idea. I'll wear a crown. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. I wish we were sitting next to each other on the flight home. Are you not? No. Did we're... you do that on purpose? Tell the No, truth. there were no options left. You can pick the seats? Yeah. And you didn't think you just need... It's okay if you needed a little me time. No, there's no open seats for not additional money. Okay. I wouldn't mind if you would have splurged a little... Actually, I would have. The flights yeah. were really expensive for some it reason. Is. Yeah. Like outrageously expensive. It's absurd. And I had to get us... I did have to pay $18 more for one of the seats. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. What? We should check in for our flight. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. In the middle of the podcast. I forgot that I had gotten these really beautiful sashes and crowns for our 100th episode and we forgot to wear them. So we're making up for lost time. Yeah. And if you can see, the balloon bouquet was so much work that we thought, why not just make it say 101? Although I think that that's not a one. That's a... That's an a, I. An I. Whatever. I, didn't, so. I couldn't tell. So this I don't think they can even see the 101. But here's the deal, guys. What? I mean, if we we should do this for every episode. 102 new, new balloons. Just celebrate? No, this yeah. was the worst experience. Not the worst experience. <laughs> it was worth it. But I don't know. If, had Chris not been here today, yeah. I would have had a full-blown mental breakdown. Helped. I don't know. Every time I ask you for help, you're like, I'm doing things too. And I'm like, like we're trying to leave for lunch. Mm -hmm. And Lizzie's like, I'll be in the car. I'm like, I have to upload the previous footage. <laughs> I have to take my dogs out. I have to make sure that there's nothing my dogs can chew. She's like, can we go yet? I'm like, Lizzie. I know everyone's having like a nice chat. I'm like, well, it's time. If we don't leave now, we can't go to lunch at all. And I'm like, yeah, we don't have five more hours hours i wonder why i have no friends <laughs> it's okay we can't all be winners oh did you have a good lunch chris it was delicious the pickles were amazing yeah do you want to talk about the pickles oh my god the fried fried pickles mm -hmm. so the waitress has uh experienced us on multiple occasions now she's Look starting her. to realize it's a recurring theme yeah and she goes wow you guys sure do love the pickles and lizzie's like i fly all the way from los angeles for these pickles <laughs> and do. she goes that takes it even to a next to the next level and she did confirm that air frying the pickles does check out hell yeah <laughs> next time and chris you got to meet the alpacas oh my god they're okay they're obviously cute like you see a video of them you know you can see how cute they are and it melts your heart but something about them in person, their eyes looking into yeah. mine, I like nearly cried. What <laughs> like, did I tell you about this morning? <sighs> what? You guys were talking about my alpacas? Yeah. Remember I told you they'll make you think that it, you forgot. You forgot I, the whole motivational I, speech. You don't. Was Chris you, alive this morning? Because is you Chris kept, alive right now? You kept texting in the group chat, and Chris wasn't responding. So then when you finally called me because you had there was a misunderstanding because I said you know I'm not picking you up right. And then how about Lizzie calling me in a panic and mad at me because she read it wrong and thought I was picking her up. She was mad at me. I was like, well, you better fucking not be. <laughs> She's like, this is I already called an Uber. This is real annoying because now I've called an Uber and I'm like, no, read the text again. I'm not picking you up and I'm never going to pick you up. And it's not <laughs> I was a little like, how about I'm annoyed that you would come get me. <laughs> I like that we're there. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I've assumed I'd never see you here again. <laughs> and you won't. And I won't. <laughs> That's okay. The first two times I was being nice. It's a lot. But I do set up while you're on your way yeah. here. Like, so once, you're, you, once you arrive, it's just like sit in right. I mean, I'd pick you up from Burbank any day you asked me to. And I would drive you to Calabasas, which is out of my way. I know. And I would drop see, you off. That's something. And I'd just leave. And that is 
I want to highlight one of your personality traits that is very good. And Taxi that is driver. you will go out of your way to do things like that, which I will not. Like airports <laughs> are a no-fly zone for me. No, not a no-fly zone for me, but <laughs> they're like a no-go. Like hardly ever will I go pick somebody up from an airport. I'm like, there's Uber for a reason. You know, my friend Montana. What? Our entire yeah. relationship was predicated on me driving him to and from LAX when we were new in LA. I have a Christmas video from 10 years ago where you two are dropping me off at LAX. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was going through all my old videos the other day. And before I even did YouTube, I like was vlogging. I Before guess. I knew what vlogging was. I actually know what you're talking and about, I, but I thought we were dropping Montana off. With my flip camera. No, you guys were taking, you were dropping me off to come to Colorado to visit my family for Christmas. Why did I have Montana in the car? I don't know. Was I also dropping him off for to go to Chicago? Maybe. We got to watch this vlog. <laughs> we'll watch it. Wow. It's wow. a throwback. It is a throwback. There's copyrighted music in it because I didn't know you could um, be monetized on YouTube. Yeah. You, that, you and Montana are my oldest LA friends. Wow. You, Montana, and Mal. None of these people know those people. <laughs> this is too inside. No, they have no Mal. Mal was in my vlogoween. Oh. She's a spooky storytelling queen. Okay, Val. Mal. It's <laughs> Mal. That's actually how we became friends. I didn't even know this bitch. We were both at the Groundlings and she missed the second class and someone kept going, Mel? Is Mel here? And I was like, it's Mal. As if I knew her. <laughs> didn't know her. I just thought she was cool when she came to the class. So when she wasn't there, I felt the need to stand up for Mal. Mm. Now everything I write, there's a Mal character or a Mallory. And it's all her. Okay, if you're not going to name me after one of your dogs, after I've named you after one of my alpacas, I should at least... We literally had this fight two weeks ago. I know, but I'm saying if you're naming characters Mal... Bitch, I wrote an entire movie starring you, about you, for you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I guess I am a movie star. Psycho. I can't wait to be a movie star. Me neither. Honestly, I'm living for our fourth chapter in life which is us just doing like you know how like in the movie Elvis they say that like his sad years were all those horrible movies he did those mm-hmm. are going to be our golden Best years, years. <laughs> yeah. and here's the thing like I get rubbed the wrong way when somebody's making a movie and they're promoting it as if it's a godsend whereas I think we're very realistic mm-hmm. about our dreams and then I hope when it lands we'll surprise people with how good it is <laughs> instead of being like well now it won't be a surprise <laughs> well no I'm saying we're going to like humbly take wherever we can go uh-huh. and we're just gonna like put our heads down and gonna, do the work we're plant our seeds. and then when people get to enjoy it what sorry i thought my favorite slides were sliced in half oh. and i'm still thinking they are sorry Whoa. i don't think they are <laughs> it could be an optical illusion it but if it's is. not i'm gonna have a full-blown panic i attack. just saw the whole thing it's it's good okay <laughs> i don't even know where we were going oh i well we weren't going anywhere all right well do you want to talk about your spooky car morning i don't even know Yeah, what... actually this is a hard left turn to like legitimately terrifying no yeah so you know how i leave at the ass crack of dawn to get here mm-hmm. it's dark outside every morning and i'm like oh my god every shadow is someone coming to get me and like sell me into human trafficking or whatever yeah because nobody drops you off at the airport either no i have to drive and walk in the darkness you how much is Both it to ways. pay there it's embarrassing. For cheap. one day? It's so cheap. Like, I should could you just pay, pay the $10? It's I like could 30, pay the, It's like 34 bucks. Pretty expensive. But it's also, I don't think a shorter walking. Oh, it's definitely shorter walking. No, it is fucking annoying at Burbank because you have to go yeah. up an escalator yeah. and then it makes you do like a walk around to the structure. Yeah. It's like almost the same distance walk. Maybe mm. a little safer. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm <laughs> Probably afraid of parking not. lots too. Yeah. Um. At any rate, I have noticed the past few mornings that when I leave at like 5 a.m there's a lingering smell of like fresh cigarette smoke 
which I think is weird. At your house or at the airport? At my house, outside my house. Well, are the boys still smoking? No, no one in my house <gasps> smokes cigarettes anymore. How did they quit? Because they were as... They're, well, they're still using nicotine products. They're okay. they're puffing on vapes, like douchebags. But, um, but yeah, like the past... The past few, like it's been a few times for me to like make a comment about it because it's like, okay, I'm going to note it. It's weird. It smells like cigarettes. Maybe someone's in a work van somewhere. And also maybe someone's in a work van somewhere and this is their schedule. They wake up early in the morning to go to work and that's why I'm smelling the cigarettes. Uh-huh. And so it just, it smells so fresh. It's just a little eerie. You know what I mean? It's like someone just smoked a cigarette, just put a cigarette out near, very near to my front door. Do you like the secondhand smell? More than anything, I don't like the feeling that somebody is on my front porch in the middle of the night smoking a cigarette. Okay. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not, it's not relapsing. It's. Well, that's not what I was talking about. I've never, I'm, right. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I won't derail your story. Well, so that's spooky. And then I got into my car to leave this morning and all women are terrified to get into cars when it's dark out. They check all the front, the back seat, the front seat, the trunk, all of it. Underneath the car so your Achilles Underneath tendon doesn't get slashed. Yeah. <laughs> you check the handle to make sure there's nothing on the handle that when you touch it, it's going to render you unconscious. Like a bunch of shit. You got to worry about a lot of shit being And lady. there's a lot of things that people could hide under inside of your car. Yeah. You're a messy woman in the car. No, my car's clean. We'll get to I don't believe this. it. Oh. We'll, I don't believe we'll it. We'll get to it. I need photo evidence. You'll get it. I'll send it to you the second I get home. Okay. So I get in my car, <clears throat> I throw my luggage in the back seat on the pa- on the driver's side. So I open the driver's side back seat door and I open the driver's door and I shut both. Chris is yawning. I'm probably going to be abducted. No, no, you guys are such fucking assholes. I'm and when I go missing and no. this is what's online, you're going to feel like real douchebags. No, I'm really interested. I just, woke, I got like two hours of sleep. Mute I'm, very, him. I'm very tired. Mute him. <laughs> back to the normal. So I shut the doors and you know, I'm a slammer. Mm-hmm. There's not a door I don't slam. You're always telling me to take it easy. You know what I'm saying? I slam my the back door, my door, and a door's still open. I go, that's weird. I reshut my door. A door's still open. You know the light's on. So I, I get out and I shut the passenger door. Those are the only two doors I opened. And I shut both very hard. And there's still a door open. And then I go around the other side of the car and it's the passenger side of the back, back that was open. I've I never opened that door. There's no reason for me to ever open that door. I'm the only one who like drives my car. Do you leave your windows down a little at night? I don't leave my windows down a little at night. I will confess sometimes I don't like like lock my car because I don't think of it because in my mind I'm like I think my car automatically locks. I don't know. But so the back door on the passenger side was open and that's weird as fuck. And my Orange Theory armband is gone. And that was the only thing that was out in the car. Well, those my car are expensive. Is, yeah. Well, who knows what the fuck it is? Like another housewife is roaming my neighborhood smoking cigarettes at 5 a.m. to spiel fucking Orange Theory armbands <laughs> that are registered in my name. Like, oh, is is that how that works? I have yeah. always rented it because isn't it up front a hundred and something dollars? It's like a hundred and nine dollars. <gasps> but if you expensive. go, well, if you go all the time. I know because it's three dollars a yeah. time to rent. Oh, I thought it was like twelve dollars. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, someone fucking took mine, I think. I got to really look in my car, but I think someone took mine. You need to start locking your car at night. Well, duh. I also don't want to fucking park my car on the street anymore. But that's fucking weird, right? Yeah. My car is literally spotless right now. Sorry, I'm puking pickles, but that's fucking weird. If you find your Orange Theory band. It's still weird that my back door was open, though. Very weird. Even if I find my Orange Theory Fitbit. Are you parking on the street or in your driveway? I'm parking on the street. I mean. Right in front of my house. I, that's not stopping anyone. I know. My my parents weird, right? had left their garage door open once, one night on accident. 
and somebody had stole my dad's truck. Jesus. They luckily, because the trucks have GPS, yeah. my dad was able to just show the police the GPS of the car and they were able to go get it right away. Is this his new truck or the old one? I mean, the new one. He's had it for like four years now. Wow. But yeah, I mean, even in safe neighborhoods, I don't think anyone's above like doing drive-bys and checking right. doors. Right. So you definitely need to be locking your doors. Yeah. I mean, it's the, for me, it's the combination of the lingering cigarette smoke and my door being open. That's really fucking with me. Do you think me. it's your neighbors? Like that lady that was once spying on you is like out on her front porch smoking in the morning. She was never spying on okay, me. Sorry. She was just in her house looking through her window and I happened to look out my window at the same time. And we were both like... <gasps> Icky loves Ronnie. She's not spying on us. <laughs> but it was weird. It was fucking weird. It stressed me out. But my car is spick and fucking span right now. Not a fucking speck of trash or bullshit in it. So they could probably see your Orange Theory band and thought, Who Ooh. wants to steal an Orange Theory armband? Yeah, it's such a specific... Yeah, it gives me rashes. Can it's you so see... Dirty. Is it... Is it GPS trackable so you can no. see if they used it? No. Oh, someone would know if they used it. But I don't think they know what they took. It probably they just probably think, oh, this is a Fitbit. But they're gonna be like disappointed as fuck when they find out they stole something that's integral to my life <laughs> and can do nothing to them. I hope I find it in the car. But yeah, Joe. So here was the other thing I want to talk about. Joe's a fucking superhero. Okay. You know, I've been directing those things. Yeah. Joe took my car without telling me while I was working, and I would never know because I'm just in a dark room for fucking hours, and took it, cleaned all of the shit out of it, and got it detailed. He's a cleaning fiend. He's and remember when we were joking, like he better be steaming the floors. He was steaming the floors. I'm serious. Yeah. Does he love this? Or I think he's just a good man wow. who deserves his dick sucked. And Sorry, you're Marge. Gonna have to do that tonight. Sorry, Marge. His mother is watching. You owe him three. Marge just started texting me little like sneaky things, like she knows I know she's listening. It's fine. You can stay, Marge. She knows. <laughs> you can stay. You don't suck but his this dick. is the type of shit you have Enough. to hear. <laughs> <laughs> this is the oversharing I talked about in last episode. You brought it up. You were the one that said you have to go At home and lunch suck his with dick. Friends. Our lunches get very graphic because the last time we went to dinner, it was the same sort of thing. And I'm starting to think when Chris what is here, it gets you... real dirty. You don't remember in the middle of that restaurant when we started talking crazy. Wait, why is it my fault? What were you talking about, you sick fuck? <laughs> About top and bottom preferences oh. and how it all works out. Wow, I think I black out when you guys talk. You were the one bringing it up. Oh. <laughs> and then you guys answered? I can't And with then you. I blacked out. I give this woman any ounce of food and she's done for the day. Like, <laughs> we go to lunch and it's like, n n it, no more use of Lizzie for the day. Uh -oh. we, I got back and I'm like, okay, so I pulled all these <laughs> wonderful advice, those submissions. And she, I'm just like reading. And I even make headlines for them so I can like pitch the headline to her. Now, nah, yeah. Nah, yeah and i'm like chris i need some help and she's like yeah chris we need some help so then chris this was like the most official production meeting we've ever had it was so great all three of us sitting in the circle in my office on different chairs and chris is like reading the submissions and like checking off what we're going to talk about on today's show we are better with chris here we're very much so better with chris yeah. i had fun i guess he can stay fine we'll keep him <laughs> We don't perform as well without you. We really don't. Okay. Sometimes I sit here and I just go, I don't think I have any thoughts today. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just blink at each other and throat laugh. And we're like, and that's the sit. <laughs> that's the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get my life together. No way. You know, I've been wearing the same V-necks that I know the podcast people, audience, the audience knows as well. Because they're like, time to retire that shirt. And, I'm and like, you know I what? Know. It might be time to retire this monologue. 
We've heard it verbatim a few times. You can play the records back. Oh. I say it with like love. I say it with love. With a full belly of love. Okay, for well, you. fuck me then. No, 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 no. Go on. If you have something to say. No, I'm saying we can retire it because, drum roll. Well, I figured if I'm never actually going to go shopping, I'll online shop. Yeah. So I invested some time in myself this weekend and I online shopped. And you know what? I got some really cute things. Hit the purple one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Did you know? I wish I could say yes. I, did I knew big, it wasn't the applause. I, did a big, I didn't know which one it was, though. I did a big Zara purchase. <laughs> Woo! And then I started thinking, where could I get some cute sweaters? And I thought, well, Lizzie's always talking about Abercrombie. So I checked out mm-hmm. Abercrombie. And actually, when you got here today, all of them arrived. But it arrived in a Hollister bag. And I was like, I didn't shop at Hollister. <laughs> Turns out it's Abercrombie. <laughs> what a dick tease. But, okay, where I have to, like confess to you yeah you know when you were shopping for me we were like i should invest in some like good quality sneakers Mm -hmm. and they didn't have it i have like fat feet wide fat feet so it's hard for me to find a shoe that works for me that's casual and cute and delicious this is all we talk about on wiki feet on your page (laughs) (laughs) and so i ordered those shoes that all the celebrities get shit for wearing Oh, the, that's why Golden Geese is on there? Yeah. Why do they get shit for it? Just because they look dirty they're and so they're $300? Yeah. They're Aren't are those like, women's shoes? A, no, they're for all sorts of people. <laughs> are they women's shoes? <laughs> they, yes. Oh, I mean, mainly yeah. women celebrities wear them, but the boys too. But I was Googling <laughs> like boys? sneakers that run wide and it said that their sneakers run wide. Oh. And I do think they're really cute. But every, I don't know, my phone like targets crazy footwear. Did you get like metallic gold me. ones? No, I just got like distressed white leather with like some black strips and it has like the star on it. They're cute. How, how much were they? I don't want to tell you. I want to know. No, this is the problem. We can Google I, it, babe. But they were no more expensive than the ones we were trying to buy at Nordstrom that were a brand that I had never heard about. Right. And those were wildly expensive. Exactly. Were these $700? No. Were they $750? <laughs> they were 450 They yeah. were 450 Yeah, but I thought if I'm going to wear them, I mean, I've had these I was wearing these shoes in our picture that I posted yeah. on Instagram from when we started the podcast two years ago. So poor. So when I find <laughs> when I find a shoe I like, I wear it for a long time. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there'll be a match. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, am I like really going to be a douchebag walking around in public? Because all the headlines I see about those shoes are like, not this celebrity wearing this shoe again. Do you get the shoe articles in your Apple News? No. Oh, just me. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. If you don't like them, I'll take them. I'm going to be looking (laughs) sickening. I got this. I've never had a long puffer, like Mm. uh, past your knee length. Yeah. And it has like a little throat zip up too. So when I'm walking. Is this from Abercrombie? Mm. No, Zara. Nice. Yeah. I want to see your haul. I did some damage. Damn, daddy. And I'm so excited. I haven't bought clothes for probably ever. Since our vlog. I deserved it. Yeah, so I'm you be, never buy a clothes. And I'm always saying, like, I need new shirts for the podcast. Yeah. Some, a company sent me this. So this it's is good. That's a goodie. Yeah, feet. That's a goodie hoodie feet. They're really cute. Actually, they're giving everyone 50% off if you oh. use my code. I'll put it in the link. Code Ryland? 50. 50. Yeah, code Ryland 50 for 50% off feet. Yeah. They're not his feet, but they are somebody it's else's. F-E-A-T. Oh. Did you want to talk about the birthday party you've been planning for six months finally coming to fruition? It did come to fruition. And tell us the theme. I hate a theme party. Okay, so it was uh, so it's Shannon's last year in her twenties. She's twenty nine, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it was a Roaring Twenties theme, and it was a murder mystery party. So we bought a kit. Sounds fun. No, no I like hearing about it, but yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want to be there. Well, I was really excited. I've never done an actual murder mystery theme kit. And I really like. There was a game. 
Yes. Everybody wow. played a character. I was Halliday. Is it like Clue? Yes. <gasps> that is kind of fun. And you're a character within the game, but I thought that there would be some, like, you know, Mafia is super fun. So fun. Because it's all lying and strategy and you have to really listen to people. I get in real fights that affect my real relationship. Absolutely same. <laughs> I love it. I want to do that for my birthday this year. <laughs> Don't that- invite Shane. He takes it personally. He takes- Shane's totally invited. I'm saying he's not. You guys are actually hosting it at your Calabasas house. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. It'll be themed. He too. won't be there if we're playing Mafia. I hurt people's feelings, I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> I will threaten things. I don't even know what that is. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. <laughs> For those of you listening that don't know about the game Mafia, every like a group of 12 people gets together and they put in a fishbowl, either you're a townsperson or there are two people who are Mafia and one person who's a detective and then one person who leads the game. Everybody closes their eyes. The Mafia opens their eyes. They kill someone in the group. And then the townspeople have to discover who the Mafia is correctly. Yeah. So and they s- go around and they say, I think it's fucking you and you have to defend yourself. And so if you're the Mafia, you have to like swear up and down. It's not you. Yeah. I'll like threaten to like pick up someone's room for three weeks if I'm wrong. I'll like really yeah. go crazy. Cra- Stand on tables, start screaming. Experts <laughs> would call that a tell. <laughs> um, but that's what I thought it was going to be like. Uh-huh. And it was not that. We each had like a script where it's like you can only ask people these two questions and then he- they had a scripted response. So I was like, so even though the killer is random, it could be, f- it's none of this is, you know what I mean? Like it's all predetermined. But nobody knew that it was predetermined. I mean, it's only predetermined because it's scripted. But no matter what, you still don't know who the killer is because you pull a number out. And if your number comes out and it has an X on it, it means you're the killer. Okay. And so there's even, there's two responses. There's like, if you're the killer, this is your response. If you're not the killer, this is not your response. But there's no strategy to it because Because you're told what to do. Yeah. So it takes the fun out of it. I thought so. But it was still really fun because everyone like comes in character. The outfits were cute. Yeah. And the thing that was fun was like, when you guess who you think did it, you have to say why for yourself. So that was the only part that to me, Creative. like, yeah, other than that, like my ADHD was like, I can't do this. You <laughs> You're know like, can I mean? we scrap it and play mafia? Yeah. I wanted to be like, obvious. I was like, just saying people like, listen, it's not me. <laughs> it's just not me. And what they were like, right. But I have party. Like, I made beautiful charcuterie boards, mm. beautiful charcuterie boards. Okay. So good. I could have eaten all of them by myself. Great conversation. Awesome conversations. Okay. Great costumes. Everybody committed the fuck out of their characters. I couldn't be friends with you guys. Well, that's what we're doing for my birthday. And if you fuck it up, I swear to God. I'll play Mafia. In character. Well, If I give you my credit card, will you order my costume? I'm having a theme party. I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't order my costume. Fine, but you have to wear whatever I order you. Fine. (laughs) It's a penis. (laughs) And a boob plate. You want a breastplate penis? I don't care. (laughs) Thank you. No, I probably can't handle a theme. Okay. I also like to have a party where I can leave it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am not hosting your guests after you've left. If you're sneaking out like you did at your wedding, which valid. Everyone sneaks out of their wedding. I've been to like three. I wouldn't know. I avoid them like the plague. Did your brother stay till everybody left his wedding? Um, no. No. Yeah, I guess there is yeah. like an that exit moment where but, there's like the things and the people exit and then other guests are like, well, fuck me. I'm stuck here now to do what? On my 25th birthday, I was like, I want a big party. So Joe threw me a huge party and I did ecstasy and didn't want to leave the bedroom. And then he was like, I'm never throwing you a party again, you crazy bitch. Because I was just in the bed all night listening to Hamilton on repeat holding my playbill. Thank God Shane came into my life because I, before Shane, I would like... 
didn't know if I wanted a party or didn't want a party or wanted a party. I'd go back and forth a million times. Then I wouldn't plan anything. And then I'd be upset that nothing was planned, but it's my fault because everyone asked if I wanted to do something. So like, I'm not good for a birthday. I, I really like an intimate situation or I like something that I can plan. Right. I do remember a theme with me is being underdressed because the last time I went to like one of your friend birthday brunches, I showed up and you're like, that's what you are. Oh, I said that to you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like jean shorts and a t-shirt. Everyone's like dressed up as like it's brunch on Saturday. It was my golden birthday, you piece of shit. (laughs) If you want to invite me somewhere, know that I'm not getting dressed up. Well, that was also like a like that was a big day. So we started with a spin class at Evolve and then we went to brunch and then we went to the mall and then we went to karaoke. And then my other friends were like, let's go clubbing. It's only 10. I was like, guys, I'm done. (laughs) It is bedtime. I'm 28. I have to go. All right. When we come back iced tea (laughs) what do you have something no if you want to keep talking go away or go at it go away (laughs) today's podcast is sponsored by honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart at checkout imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites and when you go to checkout the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds and watch as the prices drop recently i've been refreshing my winter wardrobe because in colorado it's a lot colder than it was in Los Angeles. And while I was shopping, I bought a ton of sweaters. I spent over $100. And when I went to check out, I saved over $13 just for having Honey installed. What's great about Honey is it doesn't just work on a desktop. It also works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on savings. And by getting it, you're not only doing yourself a solid, but you're also supporting our show. We'd never recommend something we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com sip joinhoney.com slash sip today's podcast is sponsored by hellofresh and with hellofresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep you skip trips to the grocery store and you count on hellofresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable and that's why it happens to be america's number one meal kit the holidays are around the corner and hellofresh wants to make this busy time of the year easier than ever with chef crafted recipes and pre-portioned ingredients that are delivered right to you so you can spend less time meal planning and prepping and more time with your family With over 35 weekly recipes, there's something to please everyone, and you can easily customize your recipes by swapping proteins or sides, or even adding a protein to a veggie meal. At HelloFresh, quality is the priority. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're always fresh. I love HelloFresh because I'm no talented chef, and not only can I achieve cooking the meals myself, but I don't have to think about what's for dinner. I don't have to go grocery shopping. I walk downstairs. I look at what's available for me to make from my HelloFresh order, and it's ready in most of the time 30 minutes or less. So go to HelloFresh.com slash TheSip65 and use code TheSip65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash TheSip65 and use code TheSip65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, so guess what, you guys? What? I have bubble guts and I might be gassy. Well, don't let it out here. I'm holding it in like Thank a motherfucker, you. but I also have menstrual cramps and it's a, you're asking a lot of me right now. We just had a break. You could have taken a break. All right. Iced tea. <laughs> Hold on. I'm burping. <laughs> I'm really coming undone. Okay. Come on. Keep it together. Should we make Chris these too? No. 
I don't ever want to have crumble cookies again. <laughs> you were the one that demanded them. I know. And I thought, because Lizzie texts me every week, did you try the crumble cookies? And I go, yeah. How were they? No, he Which, never even replies. Because it's like, it's too much. And then you said, did you try this one? And I'm like, I don't, I think I didn't get that one. And you're like, you did. And I'm like, I don't I think I know you did because I watched you eat it no. online. <sighs> you can't lie to me when you're Snapchatting your whole life. Okay. For all of your followers. So then why didn't you get my reaction there? I didn't see it there. I just knew you had it because I saw someone else post and you were there. So okay. I knew. Well, I'm let, following all of you. So then Lizzie goes, can we get it? And I know her like most hated thing is eating on the podcast. And I was like, so do you just want crumble cookies or do you want them for the podcast? I was very confused. It's for both. Okay. But now you're like complaining about yeah, it. Yeah. I and feel saying sick they suck. talk and have bubble guts. Okay. Stop it. You're <laughs> acting like a child. Do you need Chris to stand in for you the rest of the episode? Okay. I'm sure the audience would love that too. Just stop it. Turn your phone over and focus. I'm working. They hate it when you look at your phone. I they do. <laughs> How do they know? Yes, they do. Okay. We feel disrespected when that happens. You guys. Like we're not good enough. You have to know. I'm it's a like single mother of two. You. No, you're not. I'm you have working, two other boys in that house. I'm working four jobs right now. We all know men are good for nothing though. <laughs> right? Except for my husband. Taylor. Oh, she really likes him today. I, I, he has literally been on a roll. Okay, like I'm like, stick. damn, thank God I married this dude. Okay, Taylor. My Taylor Swift yoga class, LOL. Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, I've never been more excited for like, I think I like the release days more than I like the albums. It's so fun. To, you like... bullied me for 25 <laughs> minutes and then we're like, oh, right, that's me. <laughs> well, if you weren't ready to record, we could have taken five. I was ready and you then I got bubble ready. guts because you poisoned me. No. You were like, I have a story. As soon as we start rolling, it's like not a story. You want us to smell your shit? No, I, I want no one to smell my shit. I just wanted you to I like because I don't want to be the one who's like in an Uber or in someone's house just constantly farting and we're not saying anything like somebody. I didn't I, fart. I think it was Cheetos litter box, which is my fault. Then why was it also in the Uber? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So leading up to the day. Yeah. Of Taylor Swift's album release. Yeah. I kept asking everyone around me, like, aren't you so excited? And they're like, uh, what? And I'm like, oh, you guys suck. And so the next day, the one person who does get it is the, the yoga studio. And she did a whole, the it was the teacher I took you to a class. I love her. Yeah. She did a whole Taylor Swift class. Mm -hmm. She did like two songs from every album, God including the new album. It was so much fun. I felt like I got to celebrate the Can we album. request that? What do you mean? Next time I come and I spend the night, can we request that? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Honestly, we probably could. It was very fun. Can we It was please? packed. There were like 45 people in that class. Did they all care about T-Swift? Yeah. Like it was- They never played Taylor Swift at Orange it, Theory, it, and I think it's a fucking travesty. Well, you should- Are you not close to any of the instructors yet? No, I'm like scared to talk to people. That's me too most of the time. This one instructor is very nice though. She is very nice. Um- so yeah, it was very fun. I loved the day leading up to it and the yoga class was so much fun. I loved the theme. I love a themed class when I know it's themed. Like when we yeah. went, oh, what was it? Michael Jackson. It, and it was also just bad. It was just a bad. It was bad. It was bad. bad. It was uh, we didn't know we were signing up for an hour of Michael screaming. Jackson at like volume 720. And the instructor didn't shut the fuck up. Just kept scream talking. I was literally plugging my ears. Like Oh, hoping she would see so that she would turn the fucking volume down we never leave anything and we were on the brink of leaving yes um anyways the vigilante shit and karma mm -hmm. so there are a few speculative things this is a little late by now but 
I'm sure it's, it's still late. fun to discuss. But here's what I like to think about. I mean, I don't even like to think about it, but there are a couple of things that people are saying. So it's either Scooter Braun mm-hmm. and his wife. Or Kanye and his wife. Ex-wife. Kim. Yeah. Sorry. I'm if watching. I had a booger this whole time. You <laughs> had it in the last one too. You're kidding me. No, I'm kidding. I can't see you. I have no glasses on. Okay. But that's for Continue. every time you didn't tell me about the lipstick on my teeth. This is five minutes and we haven't got to our first story. I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's Kim and Kanye. I don't think there's enough proof to back up the bronze shit. I think she has more current beef with the bronze and it. they did recently go through a divorce. Okay. And right. But I saw a TikTok that literally has photographic TikTok. evidence of Kim leaving a place with a dossier from Taylor Swift. I'm assuming I'm going to that thought okay and kim and in yay's bends kim got the fucking kids like every lyric adds up but i don't think i mean the dressing for revenge like picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife i think she's more likely to be thick as thieves with scooter bronze ex-wife than kim like she still pulled some like petty shit no, posting this album on kim's birthday she knew what she was doing that's like yeah we're not we'll friends. see and then that's another piece of evidence she didn't post it on scooter bronze wife's birthday well, there's less of a there's less of something to pick with Scooter Braun's wife. Like, right. So why in the she hates fuck? Scooter Braun, not his wife. There's she doesn't hate Kim. She hates Kanye. I think there's always I think there's Kim pictures took of Kanye's her and Kim. Side in there's it. pictures of her and Kim on the internet. But then why would she take away Kim's day from her? She could have posted this album on any day. Is this literally the end of our relationship? <laughs> what do you mean? This <laughs> argument, like we, this is where it ends. Well, okay. Here's apparently the quote. it was 101 and done. In vigilante <laughs> shit. She needed cold hard proof, so I I gave her some. The envelope. I handed her the envelope. Uh, where you think she got? it from now she gets the house scooter bronze ex-wife kim gets the kids got the house kim got the kids gets the p- pride picture me kim has the pride yay's been dropped by everybody that's arguably re- that because was, he's an anti-semitic piece of shit that was bev- that happened after this song was written though. that did happen after the song was written but also like he's been disgraced from like well before well, yeah yeah i guess it doesn't matter either way i think mm. it's more exciting if it's about scooter Braun and his ex-wife i think it's exciting if it's fake as fuck about no one what i think is hilarious is because taylor swift is notorious for planting these easter eggs in her lyrics in her music videos and her promotion everything yeah, she calculated does as fuck. yeah calculated as fuck i it's very funny to see the headlines about this album both negative and positive like some of what them are the are, negative ones? i like don't even want to go into it because then i'm gonna be like ridiculed I've, for I've it i've seen not a negative thing in sight really yeah Wow. I haven't been looking either. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> I fuck I fuck with this bitch so heavy. So heavy. I did not like her promotion for the release of the oh, single name. You names. thought it was annoying. The like role I like Taylor Swift and I think the woman can put on a show. I loved nothing more than going to her reputation tour. Do you want to go to tour with me? Um, I need to give this did you listen to the three AM version? Yeah, of course I bought the three AM version. Okay. I still don't know why you can't just get a Spotify subscription or Apple iTunes. I like to buy the things I listen to. Okay. That's very nice of you. Okay. I don't know how to work other technology. I'm going to be completely honest. All right. <laughs> um, this is too old, right? This is very iced tea. Okay. So if you're hot out there because your wife's got the heater turned up in the house uh, and you need something to cool off with, let's talk about Travis and Kylie. What's going on? I saw the headlines, but I couldn't I couldn't care enough to look into it. Well, <clears throat> There's a couple of things, both of which are very old news. Okay. <laughs> the first of which is some girl on TikTok says she thinks the baby's name is Christian. Okay. Or Christian. I saw that because she went down like something that were like yeah. the, the what do you call that? Copyright. The things that they're copywriting or patenting. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they've patented and copyrighted that I don't name. think I care. Like, whenever she tells us the name of the baby, then we'll know the name of the baby. Yeah. I'm not very pressed <clears throat> about, like, what the I've baby's name is. I've lost interest, quite frankly. Yeah. I lost interest in both the baby's names. I forgot Chloe had a son. Is that the... Her new baby was a boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's, that's one part of the drama. Okay. The other part of the drama is that... Uh, Travis has had a side girlfriend their entire relationship that he keeps secret. You're saying that as it's true? I think... Um, so there's a woman who's been posting images that correlate with uh, ti- Tiger, uh, with Travis's locations over a period of years. And she posted that she was on a music video set that Travis was directing recently and uh, came out as like his other, his other woman. And he who responds to nothing online, virtually nothing online, instantly took to Instagram. I was like, I don't know that bitch. She was on that set without my permission. Like wrote a fucking song about it. Didn't write a song about it. I'm just tired. But he, yeah, he addressed it immediately. And then she went online and she was like on a live. She's like, God, imagine pretending like you don't know someone who has naked photos and videos of you. Like imagine. Oh, these poor Kardashian girls. I think Kylie's aware of it. Okay. Because the woman keeps saying, I played nice. I posted whatever stories you wanted me to post, like said whatever you wanted me to say publicly. What do you, the mistress? I, yeah. Why would she need to say anything publicly? Is she a public figure? Um, I mean, she has a following on Instagram. I just don't know why he would request his mistress post anything. I know. I think that's weird too, but I think it's more like don't post. Oh. And, uh, but it goes pretty deep and there's like, you know, to some degree, I'm like any, like one of the things that she's claiming is like, she'll post a picture in a room with a pair of sneakers that look like Travis's sneakers, but it's like, they're not one of a kind sneakers that have like dog shit on the same part of the shoe that Travis has stepped in dog shit in. It's just the same sneaker. And granted, it's not like it's a, it's a van, like a slip on old school van, it, but it is a fucking like Nike Air Jordan type of shoe that everybody has access to. I guess I just don't know. Like I know more about Chloe's situation. I feel like it's more publicized. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kylie has always seemed to be like on and off again with this man. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know. Does it matter? I hope she's happy. Yeah. I hope they're all happy. Okay. <laughs> All three of us are like, (laughs) (laughs) wake up, motherfuckers. Ah. Stop yawning. They're contagious. If you yawn again, Chris, I'm cutting your toes off. Okay. Okay. This is actually one. Okay. Come on. This is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Listen up. Being honest when someone has substance abuse problems can be very hard. But Jennifer Aniston was always there to call Matthew Perry out on his um, bullshit when he was using. So Matthew Perry recently wrote an autobiography and in it he details his substance abuse problem. Okay. And uh, like some details include that he spent like up to $9 million on trying to get sober. Like he went through it and he was at the peak of his fame suffering from a hardcore pill addiction alone isolated and using in his house and you know a lot of people sort of steered clear of him didn't know how to handle it didn't feel confident being like hey man. Are you using again? Or, you know, being like, hey, I know you're using again. Yeah. Or being open and honest with him, they would just avoid him. Jennifer Aniston would always take the call and always be like, hey, are you using again? 
And I think that's a really hard thing to do. And it's really scary. And it's like, what is the right thing to do? Yeah. How can I be there for somebody that I love who is suffering from substance abuse and problems? They're not only friends, but they're on a hit TV show that relies on their relationship being okay. Like you don't want to yeah. call somebody out that's going to take it the wrong way and yeah. then ruin the TV show for everyone. Yeah. And I think that not only that, but not calling out someone who is uh, dying of a substance abuse problem because let's be real there's three options it's institutionalized insanity or death without treatment yeah, yeah. or like incarcerated you know yeah uh those are your options and did he detail like wh how she did I this haven't or read her the approach book. i haven't read the book but she was always the one who was like on the phone when she would take the call would say i know you're using mm -hmm. again like I can tell you're using. So it was just this sort of honest thing where it's like, we're not going to pussyfoot around it. I'm not going to enable your using by pre pretending you're not doing it. I'm going to say, I know you're using again. Yeah. And I love you. And this doesn't work. Right. Doesn't work for me. And, you know, I've had friends who use and who don't stop using. And I have said similarly, like, listen, like I love you. I, uh, when you're ready to get sober, please call me because I can help you. And in, until that time, like, you know, I'm I'm really going to miss you and I wish you well and I hope that you get there soon. Yeah. But it's so hard to walk the fine line of like love and lethal enabling because the, the God's honest truth is if you lie with someone about their substance abuse by by allowing yourself to be too uncomfortable mm -hmm. to speak the truth you are helping kill them and i'm sure everyone pretty much everyone in his life had something to gain by keeping him functioning keeping him happy yeah. not calling him out on his problem yeah because but, and you, you also didn't want to shake the beast of what was this massive yeah. success of a show and i'm not talking about like pointing fingers and being like you're fucked up like that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying hey elephant in the room i know you're using i love you this doesn't work for me mm -hmm. i want you to be well this is not well that's it all right yeah gotta love jen gotta love jen i love her so much her hair is incredible mm. i wonder if she gets keratin treatments well she started a hair care company what Are why aren't we talking me? about that do you not follow her I do follow her, but my Instagram shows it's me fucking strangers. About. Oh, that's so annoying. It's so fucking annoying. I'm like, I don't give a shit about this person. I follow people I care about. Show me them Instagram. I'm livid. She has a hair care line that I don't fucking know about. Yeah, like Lola V or Lavov. Okay, well, another idea for Christmas. Um, <laughs> moving on. You wanted to talk about this, so uh, if you want to talk about it, you bring it I'd up. rather get to <laughs> advice, though. Unless oh, really? there's something you really want to talk about in our uh, really cold iced tea, because so far nothing's been going on. I mean, I do think it's interesting that Victoria Beckham said she's down for a hologram Spice Girls tour, but couldn't commit to an onstage. So what she's saying is she would go to a soundstage and perform once and then have them hologram it and have... 50,000 people show up for her to essentially watch a movie of her doing a performance. Wow, that's a hot take, right? I <laughs> honestly assumed she would show up for a live hologram performance every night. What? I know, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I think she's saying, I don't, she's always been out the door with all these girls who are trying to like make it happen. And she's like, yeah. I'm so rich. I don't need to go like, like on tour. Stop trying to make Spice Girls a thing. And it's never going to happen. And 
it has happened and it is happening and I it would it. happen if she would show up for them. I mean, it's the poshest thing she could say as Posh Spice. I mean, of course, I don't blame her. I'm not saying that she's she like, needs to like pack her bags and go on tour. She has a life like yeah. she has kids and she probably like I'm sure tour life's lonely. I would know I'm a recording artist. So interesting. She like couldn't get far enough away from those girls. I feel like. Yeah. Sad. All right. All right. Daddy said we can't talk about Love is Blind. I just don't watch it. But if you have something potent. There, yeah, there was a psychotic thing that had happened. Okay. So there's this guy on the show. And I don't know his name is because I don't know any of their names. So then if you don't know, no, you why know. are you reporting If you know, news? you know. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, listen. So they do testimonials on that show. Do you okay. know what the show is? No. Motherfuckers are in pods. They don't see each other. They just have conversations through a wall, never knowing what each other looks like. And they get engaged in a pod without seeing this person. And then they meet for the first time. There's this one guy in there who's like super monotone, wears like a three-piece suit that's a little bit too tight. Mm. Talks about how like, I was a wealth management guy for like ever. And then I decided I needed to eventually live my life. So I went and started taking pictures. of. And it's like, nobody cares, dude. Right. And your, your fucking voice is killing me no one's getting wet listening to that he's like i'm a sexually liberated man who likes to make sure that my women come at the same time and sometimes coming for me doesn't need me to ejaculation it's like what you're saying i'm <laughs> sure is sexy but the way that you say it uh, uh, like don't care so is the point you hate him yeah, every and everybody should. <laughs> so here's what we get to. Dude's hella rich, and he keeps telling these bitches how rich is he, he is. Is he or is he just saying that? I mean, he's probably just saying it because let me get to the fucking climax of the story. Okay, I'm ready. He, he asked this woman to marry him. I'm edging. I'm almost there. Come on, mama, <laughs> get me there. Come on. Put me all the way through. This is getting me so riled up. Come on, go. I'm leaving. If I don't burst at the end of this story, or never talking about love is blind I'm gonna again. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Chris, he's been like this since you've stopped coming. And I feel like his sexual rage is misplaced. My boyfriend's been sick. Anyway, this guy gets down on one knee. He's like, in his stupid voice, he's like, I just can't imagine more than I can imagine. I can't hear you. That's the point. Nobody okay. can hear this fucking guy because he's such a droney talker that it's impossible to follow anything he says. And the woman goes, I can't. I know you're rich and I know we could have a good life together because of that. And I, every fiber of my being is saying, no, I cannot marry you. <laughs> so he asked for her hand in marriage. And she said no and decided to marry a broke 25-year-old instead. Regardless. So back there's to two him. options? Yeah, two guys proposed to her. Could you imagine? Wow. What a fucking like, thank you. Is she? What's she got going on for her? I think she has a cute voice. I know, but like what else? Like what's I her job? I couldn't tell you. You... <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Okay. So then he goes in the guy that got declined goes into his testimonial where they're like, All right, so like how did that feel? And he goes, Are we rolling? And they go, Yeah. And he goes, It's probably a good time for this then. Reaches into his two tight pants, pulls out a fuck ton of eye drops, and just squirts them into his eyes a bunch, and then he goes, yeah, I mean, I really put myself out there, and and it's not clear at first, like where his eyes hurt because no no droplets are coming down. He goes, one second, pulls it out again, sprays more into the point that they're running down his face, and he goes, I was just, I'm crying because my feelings are. Did he really think production was going to be on his side? Yeah, and cut around. Yeah, silly goose. I bet he's poor. That's why he said that. He wants to be. So, he's he a wants liar. to be a reality star so yeah. bad. Yeah. 
The only reason why I said I bet he's poor is because he was also talking about how rich he is. The problem with something like that is for the producers, it's so much more entertaining to show the desperation yeah. of putting in the fake tears. Yeah. That of course they're not just going to show you crying if like you're pouring tears in your eyes. I need to know where he is now. <laughs> Maybe I'll start watching this show. Here's some advice though, my guy. <laughs> um, authenticity goes a long way. There's a reason why I opened this podcast with I have bubble guts and gas. You think they're going to relate? Yes. You think the girlies are going to relate? Yeah. Should we talk about how disappointed I am in The Watcher? Yeah. I think we already did, though. No, but I hadn't finished it by that time. Oh. Spoiler alert. Fucking skip ahead if you don't want me to just ruin your dreams. Have you seen The Watcher? Okay, we won't talk about it. Well, then skip ahead, Chris. (laughs) It sucks. No, it doesn't. No, You said it shouldn't have have more than six episodes. I was in it the entire time. I enjoyed the entire process. I was just dissatisfied with the ending. Okay. You disagree? You really got bored? Yeah, I got bored. Storyboarding while watching. No, I was literally watching it and doing nothing else, and I got bored. Wow. Yeah. I won't ruin it since Chris is here. But I do have to say that there, uh, that Ian Brennan, Brenner, Brenner. Which one's that? He, so there's Ryan Murphy and Ian. Oh, his writing partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Ian is one of the most talented writers in television right now. But you were bored at his show. Um, I don't think that's his fault. Okay. I loved it. I thoroughly loved it. Had it had a better ending, top contender for one of the best shows of the year are you gonna hate me if i need to shut this down for a quick second to go shit my brains out are you kidding me (laughs) i'm not kidding (laughs) like low-key bubble guts (laughs) i need to sync my phone to do an advice call anyways you do so i can go crap yeah goodbye thank you so much jesus i'm like sweating cutting do you have mitle no and there's no uh, maybe i'll take some pepto before is it liquid Mm -hmm. oh i'll vomit it's the consistency for me sickens me mm. ah! wow all right am i gonna cut half this episode why <laughs> i don't know i don't think so you've been blacked out <gasps> you don't know that i do know that you don't know me how was your moment what moment you just left us it was liberating okay. wow that drink is amazing what did you just drink alani new what is that it's an energy drink do you want one no <laughs> she'll it's four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> three in la <sighs> You don't drink caffeine. All right, after- let's get into okay, some yeah. advice, though. <laughs> it was too much. We can't. Every time we start back up, I feel like we have a five-minute conversation about how. Because when are we, we going to have conversations in real life? What are you oh, grabbing for? Anything. It seems inappropriate. You wish. I have a husband. Hi guys, huge fan. Love you both. Thanks, mom. Um, I need some advice. Okay. So I've had a friend. We've been friends for over a year and recently she asked me to be a bridesmaid at her wedding some time went by didn't really hear anything about like dress appointments or like you know what i should do it would be my first time doing so well then one day she hit me up asking for help on like you know proposals to all her bridesmaids like what she should uh include and like the gift baskets and stuff i was kind of like that's weird you know to ask me a bridesmaid and i asked her who exactly all, all of her bridesmaids and I was not listed. Mm. Um, quickly found out that I was no longer a bridesmaid. She didn't tell me I was demoted. She didn't, nothing. I feel highly disrespected. I don't know if I should or not, but I would really like an opinion because um, I, I don't really have friends. You guys are my friends. <laughs> so uh, what should I do? Should I still be your friend? Should I talk to her about it? I mean, it's her decision, so I don't 
I don't know what to do. Help me. Thank you. I love you guys. Bye. Heartbreaking. I fired you from being a bridesmaid. Oh my gosh, you did. Yeah, I fired you and Carly. But I never wanted to be a bridesmaid. Like, I know. I never you, accepted that position. Thing. I asked this bitch if he would be a bridesmaid for me, and he said no. I mean, I didn't say no, but like, I know that I'm not capable of the duties. And I. I You're capable of the duties? Am I? You were at my bachelorette party and my wedding. I know, but I didn't like plan it. That's it not what a bridesmaid does. Didn't one of your bridesmaids plan the bachelorette? I think they. It no, is. Sarah did. It's technically the maid of honor's duty. But no matter what, I was going to plan it. I planned it myself. And then Sarah was like, do you want to be surprised? And I, I was think like, I was rather be surprised for some antics outside of me. You were. And that's my point. Uh, I had to skinny up my list because of Joe's list. And because I was like a boy and whatever. Like it was. No, that didn't matter to me. Oh, oh well, then why wasn't I your bridesmaid? <laughs> because I didn't have enough space for you. Okay. And you didn't want to be one. Okay, let's get back to this girl. Well, no, my point being, for this girl, being, quote-unquote, demoted from being a bridesmaid doesn't mean much. I think she took the position... Very seriously, which seriously is very kind and of her. with high regard because yeah. it's one of her friends. Like she was saying, I don't have a lot of friends. And that's why she was like, I want your advice. First of all, we don't have many friends. Actually, you have a lot of friends. I don't have many <laughs> friends either. So I'm right there with you. Um, but I do think this meant more to her than it did to me. Like I wanted to support you on your wedding. I yes. was going to be there however you wanted. Yes. But I do think there are some people that enjoy that task, that want to yes. take it on with high regard and do the, the person just. Justice. Yes, and and I think all of that is true, and I think that uh, no, I do think this wouldn't be advice for you. My advice to your friend would be to have a frank conversation with you, where she says, "I this is why," and it's and as long as it's not like some weird personal critique. I think the real slap in the face to her was that not only did that not happen, she was then requesting her to do a task. That was a favor for her bridesmaids, which right. she thought well, she was one of. She was asked for suggestions, but not not a task. But That's for crazy. I think it's rude. I think it's definitely rude, but I don't think it's a deal breaker. In a like as like you don't think the friendship is over. No, I think weddings are psychotic. I think people get really crazy. But even like for my wedding, like I called you and said you're not yeah, a bridesmaid, and I called Carly. That. You did that. You didn't. You didn't do that backhanded by asking me to pick up another task in support of the bridesmaids. No, and that's why I think and she so, fucked. Oh, I guess if you're, the, but you got to keep in mind some people get real cuckoo around weddings, and she might be nuts about something else that has nothing to do with her friends. So what Lizzie's saying is give her the benefit of the doubt and bring it up to her. But don't forget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can forgive. But I forget. think you are fully in your rights. I don't care how busy this bride is planning her wedding. I think it is fully acceptable for you to go to her and be like, I will gladly do this for you if that's what you want. But my feelings are a bit hurt that I was never told I was demoted from being a bridesmaid. And now you're asking me to do something for your bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And if this is really what's going to make your day special for you, I understand. But I would just like the wherewithal of you to tell me what's going on. Yeah, I think that's like a pivotal, pivotal communication point in a relationship, like a more serious friendship. And... I mean, I don't know. Like, I've been in pickles like that with other friends where I feel like they're duty bound to me to do something or say something to me specifically. 
And I also know that were I to bring up that, like, am I? She were she was asked though, and no, then and, never and told. I'm saying she's duty bound. The bride is duty bound to tell her no, thank you. Especially after she asked this woman. Yes, I'm agreeing with right, you. Right. Okay. I'm agreeing with you because I think this is fucking crazy. I know I you've mean, been through I a wedding. I don't think it's fucking crazy, but I do agree that there is something owed. But I'm th- I'm saying weigh the value and the cost of loan sharking that oh you know what i mean is it worth your relationship to bring this up to her right now during her wedding because i can tell you i've known a lot of fucking brides and every single one is unique every single one is stressed out i couldn't fucking eat on my wedding day i was shitting fucking liquid but this is way prior to the wedding it doesn't it doesn't matter like the pressure is always and this is why i hate weddings this is why i haven't executed my own wedding i don't like that it feels like it's for other people and then you're asking a million people of things for you when it's a lot and that's why i I think this is flat out rude. I think the bride is in the wrong. I think if I were you, I would 100% confront the bride. I don't care that it's her big day. If she had asked me to be a bridesmaid and then not told me I wasn't one, I would ask her about it. I, I, yes. It would be a huge red flag for me. And if she said, oh, I'm so sorry, this is what happened and this is why, I would give her the benefit of the doubt and still chug along, but it would be like my first red flag from this person. So we didn't, I'm just going to use an anecdote from my wedding. We didn't have invitations. We sent out an email. And in the email, it said to each person, like, please bring these specific people as your plus one and let them know that they're invited. I did not send them their own email. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, somebody was offended that I did not send them a personal email, but told a relative of theirs that the entire family should be included on the invite. And they texted me and said, I am offended you did not send me a personal invitation during my wedding week. I think that's different. I okay. think you're in the right. I think I know I'm in the right. I, well, but, that's what I'm, I know you are right. as well, but and this that feels different. Felt, and that person felt like they were in the right. By confronting you, which you yeah. as the bride, you're like, why are you wasting my time with this? You're invited. Yeah. I understand. I I personally think this is a different situation. I think like a best, uh, a bridesmaid is like in your closest circle of right. friends. Whereas like those are people that are, are yes, invited to your wedding, but like get over it. You were invited. Yeah. I mean, I would say weigh the opportunity cost of voicing this specific concern and don't forget it and look for another opportunity or find a way to say, you know, I was I was really looking forward to being a bridesmaid for you because I love you and I took on I I took I took it seriously. I took it very seriously. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying I would say something. I'm not saying Yeah, I I think what I'm saying is if the, if you do opt to say something, make it about you instead of expecting a response from her. Like, you know what I mean? Because you can't control her, but you can control you. So if you're trying to set a bound, an emotional boundary for yourself, speak about your feelings and your wants. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Instead yeah. of placing it on her, like you're not saying like, I need to be a bridesmaid again. It's no. just like, I was a little taken back and my feelings are hurt that I wasn't told I'm not a bridesmaid, but I will gladly help you with this task if that's what you want. Yeah. But I would let it be known. Like, I, I know it's the bride's day, but I, I guess I am enough of an asshole where I would just be like, God, I, I want wanna, answers. Now I want to test this with Ryland. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Find something that I know you want to do. <laughs> All right. Starts here. That's okay. just a title. Oh, should I read the title? No. Okay. 
My sister does not approve of my husband. We just recently got married. I've been with him for seven years and I love him to death. The conflict is my sister says a bit too much when she's drunk. We got into an argument a few days ago and of course she was under the influence and she made comments about my husband. Comments like, you can do better, he's a deadbeat, which I don't agree with anything she said. He works hard, he has full-time jobs, he's active military and is deploying in January. We live with my sister so maybe she feels like it's okay to comment on our living situation and our relationship. Uh, but I, I don't have anyone to talk to about this, which is why I'm reaching out for advice. Should I tell my husband or keep it to myself so I don't cause issues between both of them help? I would not bring it to your husband Me first. Neither. I'd take it to your sister I first. I would take it to your sister and I would not bring it to your husband because once you do, it's it creates such a rift between the two that it may not ever repair. I think the biggest problem- Or would problem be a massive fucking task to repair. Is it would be an issue for me if my siblings didn't like my significant other, but I wouldn't amplify that by living together. I know maybe like financially or maybe yeah. it makes the most sense for where you're at in life or maybe it's a temporary situation. But my my guttural reaction would be to do anything you can to get your sister out of your house because that is your relationship. I think they're living in the sister's house. They're living in her sister's house? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought she just said my sister lives with us. We live with my sister. We live with my sister. Eh, could go either way. Um, I would get out of your sister's house, personally. I would yeah. have a conversation with your sister. I would tell her why this upsets you because it's somebody... Like, not only is it insulting to your husband, it's insulting to you because that's who you've chosen to spend your life with. And I would make that known to your sister and be like, listen, I know you are intoxicated. I know... Also, living together brings in more resentment. And maybe it's just, maybe she doesn't think those things about your husband, but that's what she can say to mm -hmm. you to get under your skin because she's mad. Maybe he doesn't do the dishes or take out the trash. I just think like when everyone's living in one place, a lot of resentment can build. With a couple, just being a couple, a yeah. lot of resentment can build. There has to be constant communication. And that in of, a, in of itself is a lot of work. So I would... A, have a conversation with your sister and tell her why it bothers you. And B, you said your husband has a full-time job. I Probably you he's have act, a job he's too. He's active military. So, But he probably is getting paid. Yeah. So I would get out of that house. Yeah. I also think that if, in my experience, if somebody has chosen to speak up about not liking a significant other... It is because of it's because they love you and they're concerned about something specifically in the relationship. That's just my experience. Yeah. So I think approaching it with kindness and love in all things is always the best, most positive outcome option. Because it's like, listen, dude, I know you love me. You're my fucking sister. We live together. I know that it must have been really scary for you to bring this up to me. And I have to tell you, I appreciate that you love me very much and that you're looking out for me. But I also need you to know that I am married to this man and this man is my family. Like, And there could be a deeper core issue for the sister too. Yeah. Maybe you getting married since it's been recent, the sister feels that you two are being pulled further mm -hmm. apart, even if it's not the truth. Yeah. Maybe that's like what the marriage signifies yeah. is like we're not as close anymore. So I would have a heart to heart with your sister alone and sober. Yeah, and then definitely sober. For your relationship, even if you move, it, 
Yeah. Down the street. I don't know. I would I, I would think living apart is healthy. I mean, yeah. there came a point where like my sister lived with Shane and I and it was so much fun. We loved it. And then there's a time for like your sister to move out because you, like you're two enough. independent people, you can love each other just the same and you can see each other frequently, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always have to be together forever. Yeah. Yeah. And approaching everything with love. Good luck. That's a fucking awful place mm. to be between your sister and your husband. Awful. What a fucking my nightmare. My stomach would be turning 24-7. Yeah. I mean, my stomach does turn 24-7. Um, do we want another wedding one or do you want the dating two different guys? Dating two different guys? Okay. The fuck? Oh, no. We should do roommate wants too much of okay. me. Yeah, that's good. Hey, Lizzie and Ryland. Love you guys so much. Sorry, that breath I just took in dried the fuck out of the back of my throat. (laughs) I need some advice, though. My roommate and I have been living together for a year now. We've been having dinner together six days a week. While I do enjoy this time, I want to be more independent and not hurt his feelings by asking to cook just for myself, even if he is home. He tends to take things very personally while I'm willing to eat with him like two times a week. How do I go about... Uh, how do I go about telling him that this lately it feels more like I'm dating him than just being his roommate he ever plans he knows what I'm having for dinner next Monday I don't know I don't even know what I want for lunch today never mind dinner next week any advice would be great and that's the email bing Bing. I love this person this is hard I want to have dinner with you six (laughs) nights a week Oh, no. Are you busy? <laughs> I think this is a hard place to be because especially if move I, the fuck out of that house. I would say that's the healthiest thing to do. Get because the fuck out of that house. The roommate will start. I bet you love your roommate. I bet. I mean, listen. No, I bet you love your roommate. I bet your roommate is sweet as but fuck. I find I found in my early 20s, if you're living with somebody that wants more from you than you can give them, because you're probably trying to branch off into your career, have a social life of your own as somebody back there. No, it's the reflection. <laughs> in the thing. Sorry. <laughs> I was scared, too. Um, I just think the resentment on your roommate's end that wants to be close to you is going to grow and grow and grow. And then if you don't get out now, you guys will not be civilized At further the end down of the line. Yeah. yeah. Are you ordering an Uber? I have to order the Uber. I'm tr- I don't mean to be rude, you guys, but I have to order the Uber. Okay. Um, keep we'll going. because I'm here for you. No, no, no. Please keep going. I'm literally listening to you. This is just tapping. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> no, I think just that. You could try to start setting some healthy boundaries and say listen like sometimes i just want to cook my own thing and do my own thing and i think that's valid and acceptable but i do think over the long term if this person has already cemented this sort of relationship with you i don't think they're going to like love you less or want to be around you less so the only thing you really can do is get out yeah get out Wow, you're very stern about it. I'm this. very stern about it because if you're already feeling scared like you can't tell this person you want to make your own dinner this relationship is codependent and you don't need it. I hate to say I agree with you. It's awful. I know. I'm giving a tough love situation here with and I'm not sugarcoating it. I think which is way easier to, to do give from the benefit the of the doubt though, you could very much so try and just have a conversation with them before jumping to this ultimatum. Um you can totally try. For some reason I'm just thinking about like lifetime movies and single white female and I just think you should get out. Chris, what would you do? Chris would stay until he died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Probably not the right person. (laughs) What would liberated uh, Chris do? 
<laughs> this might know. be a good therapeutic thing for you to start even practicing a hypothetical saying no to someone. It's not even a real no to We someone. literally talked about this earlier today, how bad I am at saying no to people in every scenario. But, but so let's do, let's do a fake no right now. <laughs> well, I also just like, I don't know. I, I love like even just friends. Like I love people and I have a really hard time. I know. Time. But, okay. I'm your roommate. <laughs> I want to have dinner with you seven nights a week. Yeah. I'm planning what we're going to have for dinner a week from now. Yeah. You get into the relationship you're in now and I'm upset that like you're not showing up for the dinner that I bought for the two of us to make. Yeah, that's a lot. It's you move like, out, right? That's that's. I mean, for sure, move out. Yeah, for sure. But see, even in that situation, I'd I'd just be like, oh, I I don't know. I I'd move out without confronting you. Really, I'd just move out. If you want to, you can use this as an see, opportunity to and practice. I feel that would cause more damage because then the person would be forever questioning what happened. Yes. Whereas if you just are upfront and honest with people, if you're like, hey. I love you so much. I do feel that I need to spread my wings a little bit mm -hmm. because I feel like I need, I'm at this moment in my life where life can take me anywhere and I don't want to feel like I'm in a committed relationship with a roommate. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay for you to say no to doing things that make you viscerally Why are you talking to Chris? Because he needs to hear it. Okay. I think my problem is every time I've ever, like, I think I just say yes so much that when I finally say no to people, they're like, wow, what a jerk. Nobody's you know? saying that. No, I've I, had a friend drop I, no, me I understand. Then you didn't want that friend. Well, no. <laughs> that's not a friend. I understand how something like this could evolve because it is like if you're feeling something for months and months and months and you never tell somebody, it's boiling on your end yeah. forever. So by the time you tell them, you've already hit hit a breaking point yeah but this person has no idea that you've even started being irritated right. with them so if you break it on them in month three of your anger it does make them feel a little gaslit yeah. like what where is this coming from why is this wrong so i understand and that's like something i'm working on too like when somebody upsets me telling them in the moment instead of harboring the feeling and then being like three months from now well you upset me then and yeah it's like that person is then like, well, how was I supposed to fucking know I was upsetting you? You never told me. Yeah. Like maybe this roommate would be like, I'd be fine doing dinner two nights a week, but like, I feel like you've been harboring this for months. Yeah. But for the record, I think you're both totally right. And like, they have to talk and they have to tell them and they like, yes, you're both completely you right. You want to practice right now a hypothetical standing your ground. It could be groundbreaking for you. What, what should I say? I don't know. What are you guys going to do? Thank Who's you who? so much. Chris is the person saying no. I'm the roommate. Chris, do you want to have dinner with me six nights a week? Oh, God. And then Rylan started <laughs> Chris. Why am I stressed Chris. now? Chris. I'm anxious now. Let's have dinner oh, no. six nights a week. Um, I... Uh, He's like, fine. I'm so scared. I, <laughs> yes, please. No, I appreciate uh, what you're saying. And I love having dinner with you. But I think six days might uh, be a lot for me to commit to. But Chris, I already got us your favorite chicken tacos for no, next Tuesday. Oh, oh, okay. For Tuesday and the following Tuesday. Oh, see, I'm just going to cave in. I'm going to say it. Don't cave in. Strong. This is a fake. We're Lasagna never going to ask you to eat tacos with us on a Wednesday. <sighs> okay, we've got to go. <laughs> no, Tom, t we've got time. This Uber is never coming. Well, I can't be a tripod like this for an hour. Oh, his arms are tired. Come on, Chris. The, I mean, <laughs> but the one the one day would be okay, though. That's the problem. That's how my brain works. No, and that's okay. If you're, nope. if are you okay with one day? Yeah. What you, you are you looking forward to one day? Yeah. I'm looking forward to having dinner with you one day a week. Thank you so much for asking. I'm looking forward to one day a week. My problem with that scenario though is then the then you feel like you have to be out of the house or it's dinner time with the the roommate. That's a you thing. I don't cuz he was like I no, don't I even mean, feel like I can a, make my own dinner. Right. No, it's an all of us thing, but when, it's like you need to retrain your brain to be comfortable with that cuz it's not weird. 
It's not weird for you to make yourself dinner in your own home and eat it by yourself quietly. You go to work all fucking day. You have to wear a fucking mask in public. If you want to eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner in your fucking bedroom for yourself, that's fine. Yeah, I guess you could just take that approach of also just being stern and standing your ground. It's not even about being stern. It's about being stern with yourself. Like what I'm doing is okay. I'm not awkward as fuck. And that's what I'm saying. That's what you have. the. That's what you have the power to change and get the fuck out of that house. I don't know. There is a such a thing as somebody sucking the energy out of the room. Like, yeah, that's why get out of the room. But we open with leave the fucking roommate. That's crazy. All right. And second of all. If you're a person who has a hard time standing your ground, use this as an opportunity to practice standing your ground and get the fuck out of that house. All right. Because that's cuckoo nuts. Okay. Well, we've gone on for a long time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have no, we? This is like an hour and 20 minute <laughs> Was podcast. Was this not take two? What? This is only take two. No, you went shit. Yeah. Um, this is three. Oh, yes, you're right. Wow. Look at us gifting the audience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> giving the gift of time giving the gift of time it was a slow start speedy midsection no the midsection and was we the worst cleaned up at the end hot topics with was... a beautiful brilliantly articulated advice though segment audience you are welcome i don't for know this 101st episode <laughs> of the sit lizzie and thank you very much look who woke up <laughs> I don't think the hot I've, topics will see the life of day. This is you. You're being such a bitch. Should we refilm them? I don't Honey, know. You got, I told you I had bubble guts and was I shitting myself. Guts. I'm alive now because I got the dead rat out of my Could fucking Could you not have done that before we filmed no, the podcast? No, I don't decide when I'm going to violently shit. If I had the say in that, I would never do it. I hope anyone made it this far into our podcast. I hope they did too because it's been fucking great. <laughs> do you want to film the third one? You're like, a, you can do it by yourself. Honestly, if this, yeah, because this Uber's not going to be here for forever. All right. I'll let you do a solo riff. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> <here>? <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for watching and supporting our show. Uh, we love you so much. Follow us on social media at The Sip Official. We also all have our own social media. Lizzie posts a vlog every single Tuesday. I have a vlog channel as well. Chris is on the Shane Dawson podcast. Follow him on Instagram too. And we love you so much. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And, and that's, that's The Sip. sip. Can you fit this whole mic in your mouth? Wow. Wow. Coronavirus. (laughs) You can't get it out. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Get it out. Do I share this mic with Jared? (laughs) You're welcome. Goodbye. (laughs)